everybody welcome back to the podcast this is a bonus episode where we review a quiet place enjoy hey guys welcome back to a very special brian and dylan take on the world obviously i am joined by my friend brian but we are also joined by a very very special guest our friend tamor tamor please Yes. Oh, well, jump ahead before I was finished talking. But <laughs> tomorrow, wel- welcome, welcome to Brian and Dylan Take on the World. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I am excited to be talking to anyone other than Brian. So this is <laughs> That's very nice fair. Year. Very fair. So you might. Tomorrow uh, is like the Stanley of the of the channel. Like he shows up every now and then, yeah. but he's really like in charge of everything behind the scenes depending on who you ask that could be like a very bad thing uh, well. <laughs> like jack kirby fans are like fuck stanley yeah well yeah it's not, I, but i'll take it <laughs> it's it's not bad although i i have checked the comments there have been a few like fire to more mm-hmm. from the three comments we get so. yeah, yeah yeah it's mostly jenny yeah well, <laughs> for for all the memes that you've made yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, as long as you haven't had a three-month cold like Brian has, because as long as you're not sniffling into the mic, like the three-month-long cold Brian has been dealing with, I I will accept it. I think this is just my life. I need to move to a place where there's no trees. In fact, the (laughs) this uh, this setting of the movie would be really bad. Yeah, but I live I live right outside. It's like a bunch of trees. Yeah. I apparently like just yell in my sleep, so I would not survive. <laughs> I've thought about that too. Like, what if you're like so, hell and you have to sneeze, or you have like sleep yeah. apnea, you just like die. Yep. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, easily the quit. Yeah, we can. We'll get into this. Obviously, today we are talking about a quiet place. Uh, I have mentioned it previously on the podcast, and then Brian, of course, has finally seen it, and he yes. we decided that we want to do a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah, discussions instead of derailing the last podcast because I already derailed it pretty hard about my pretty, sleep yeah. thoughts. Um, we were like, "Why don't we save this for another episode?" So we we're like, "Cool!" And then I was like, "Oh, we should get to more too because yep. yeah, Tamor is a filmmaker, so I'm sure he has some more in-depth thoughts on this movie than we do as just fans mm-hmm. of films." So I'm you really will probably have much more. Yeah, he will probably have much more knowledgeable takes than mm-hmm. just, "Oh, this movie sucked, man!" Or "This movie was good." <laughs> Our yeah. takes are so. yeah. Our takes are like, wasn't it cool when the monster did the thing? Because it was. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> monsters are cool. Yeah, monsters are cool. Confirmed. All right, so <laughs> a quiet place has been out for almost like exactly a month now. Actually, I think it's a little bit over a month, mm-hmm. but it's sitting pretty solid with an 8.0 on IMDb, and I think it's at a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty high. And I just looked, and it's actually still third at the box office for being out for a month. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Not a, whole, not a whole lot of competition, but it's only behind Avengers, obviously, and then Overboard, which I didn't even know people went and saw Overboard. But I don't even know what that is. No, I don't either. So um, it's it's here, though. Who is, is Shalene Woodley? Is that the actress who's in it? And, uh, oh, Shane. Sam Clawfin? Hmm. Clawfin? All right, Brian. Don't don't die. Don't divert the podcast. <laughs> so, guys, I saw this movie <laughs> Overboard, <laughs> and now I have I haven't seen Overboard. <laughs> All right. So, initially, I, I think initially, I think I ended up giving this like a nine point five. Uh, mm-hmm. This is I I thought very very 
highly of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Tamora and Brian, now that you've seen it, what are your thoughts? Tamora, would you like to go first? Well, I, I actually have I have one question that I want to ask you guys. Sure. What because what, because this film is like so quiet. I mean, it's mm-hmm. obviously in the title and the mm-hmm. premises. You, you can't make noise. What were your experiences like seeing the movie in a theater? Was it like really annoying? Because <laughs> at least for me, like I could just people were like eating and talking, and I mean, not like blatantly talking but the you know during you know certain parts it'd be like no don't do that don't don't oh, step Jesus on this you know, it'd be like no. it'd be like oh my god just shut up it's like a silent fucking movie. <laughs> um, so i ended i ended up looking out with a theater that was pretty quiet although i had a pack of m&ms mm-hmm. and i was very very <laughs> nervous i had, I had Reese's pieces and i didn't eat them yeah. <laughs> i i, I, I kind of didn't did. i just i was like <laughs> i can't do this <laughs> I created a system where I would slowly, like, kind of bring it down to like level with my leg, and then mm-hmm. sit, try to slowly pour it <laughs> onto my leg until like something came out and I can eat one M&M at a time. Yeah. But no, I, I, I luckily I lucked out with like I, I went to like a kind of a late showing, mm-hmm. so I think I got a little bit more of an older crowd. So I lucked yep. out with a relatively quiet theater. Yeah. So I, I I have no complaints on that. And although once they were around the water, I kind of like just dumped out my whole. Yeah, exactly. That was the moment. <laughs> right. The waterfall part. All right, everyone, take out your popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much like what happened. Once there was a lot of noise, uh, I kind of just went to town. I just I binge eated. I, I uh, for me, uh, it was really fortunate. Everyone was very respectful of the movie. I think. The first couple of minutes, everyone was, like, eating stuff, like, normal. And then it just, like, slowly trailed off. And then, like, no one, Mm -hmm. like, ate for the rest of the movie. (laughs) And no one said anything. It was really good. Yeah, I think the key was, as long as you didn't have, like, any dicks talking. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, you can get by candy. But anybody talking during that was just an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I kind of went into it, like, expecting that. I was just like, I, I mean, I, I don't know why. Here in New York, I have, like, the worst luck with the crowds. Maybe it's just, like, the tribe people that live here and go to movies. But uh, I was like, I'm just going to prepare myself for this. Like, it's going to be annoying. I'll try to ignore it. Um, but still enjoyed the movie nonetheless. So let's try to get like a little bit of uh, actually we can I think we could save ratings towards the end we have my ratings okay. we can save your guys rating towards the end so Brian tomorrow went first last what were your what was your uh, some of your favorite parts about this movie Ooh, favorite parts um, I think they did a really good job building tension throughout I liked the subtle details uh, that the added like the adaptations that the family had made no doors obviously on anything they didn't uh the on the monopoly board they used like felt pieces and little like craft things for the hotels uh no plates no utensils you know all that interesting stuff and then um my sister is deaf and she has a cochlear implant so it was really interesting to see a movie where like that was such like an important part of the plot and i talked to her afterwards and she was like oh yeah you know it was obviously really cool for me to see, you know, another character in a movie that has a cochlear implant because that's mm-hmm. obviously extremely rare. So that that was some of the stuff that I liked quite a bit. Tomorrow, um, what did I? What are the parts that I liked best? <clears throat> yeah. um, let's see. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, what Brian was saying, it's the, the subtleties were, like, really, really good, but there was a lot of things that just bugged me as far as, like, I don't know, they, like, they were just, like, shorthand for, like, I don't know, like, it'll be, like, oh, she's going to read this thing that says, how do you kill these, mo or how do we, like, defeat them, um, which to me was just, like, really, would you write that with this, like, farmer write this on this board and keep it up mm -hmm. for like two three years <laughs> yeah i was kind of thinking um, that like maybe he was writing it as it like he figured it out and then he just never erased it mm. you know that was my only thought was like you know he had the board there he was like watching them and then he'd just like write it and then he just like was like well i'm not gonna erase it because this is my life now right right <laughs> and yeah i know brian you're you're sort of the same you always have like whiteboards that yeah, like remain the same for like a year or something. <laughs> I will say mine is still Thanos um, <laughs> from that movie we did, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Jenny worked on for like three and a half hours and it made like the corner of the screen when yes. we did the video. Yeah. You know, it just, uh, it's more that's how it is in the biz, right? Lots, yeah. of, lots of time spent on backward, background things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as things that I liked, I mean, the sound design obviously was like amazing, and mm. even even the music was just like at the right times. So it was just like really good, and mm. I feel like they were able to like pull it back at the right moments. Mm. And yeah, same thing with that the the deaf character, like having those scenes from her perspective where the sound just cuts out. Yes, that was that like was awesome. really cool. I, I was I actually like kind of wanted more of that. I was like. This is like a really clever device that you could really utilize. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm kind you? of on. Dylan. I'm kind of on the same boat as you guys. I I really appreciated the attention to detail with this movie, with a lot of things. The uh, how smart. I mean, I guess it was really more the writers than anything, but how smart the characters were. Mm -hmm. The things they did, like for example, when she finally was having the baby, they were able to change all the lights from regular to red, mm -hmm. which I thought mm -hmm. was interesting. Um, I thought everything, even like once they were down near the water, obviously that made a lot of sense that they had the sound to block out the smaller noises. Mm. Kind of going into one of my issues with it though, is I don't understand why they didn't just move down near the river. I guess like it's not, <laughs> it's not really ideal to like. Well, I think, I think like would yeah. they just sleep by the river? Yeah, like you'd have to sleep in the ground because obviously you can't build up. Yeah, like, you can't cabin. build a house. <laughs> like you're not going to like bring in like, like a construction team. As well. So I, I kind of get why they didn't do that. But I, I really thought more than anything, the attention to the detail. I thought worked really well with this movie. Kind of what Tamora just said as well. When, with um, I don't remember the character's name, but like when the deaf girl when uh, it was cutting in and out, and when she was adjusting um, her hearing aid with the high frequency, I really enjoyed that. And I kind of I also liked the monsters. I, they didn't really play too much into like the jump scare with the monsters. Like you knew when they were coming, pretty much. Yeah, they used jump scares for only... other things though. Yeah, 100%. Which I, I just talked to one of my pet peeves in movies is jump scares. It's, it's like kind of so like, cheap. Like, you can uh, make horror without those. They seem cheap. Yeah. yeah. And, and but, I felt like this movie was above them, but then it, they'd use yeah. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like the hand. There's like that one part where it's like, where is she? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. behind him. Do we really need to like yeah. Yeah. a scary moment right now? Um. So to kind of jump from, I guess we can kind of like skip through like recaps of mm. the uh, of the movie cold open um, one of the crazier cold opens in any 
horror movie I've seen because it gets pretty dark pretty mm -hmm. damn quick. But yeah, obviously, but we have... usually kids are safe in horror movies, <laughs> no matter how dumb not. they are. And he was also like yeah. the, the youngest, cutest of all of them. And <laughs> that, that kid was messed up by that monster. Oh, for sure. I don't. Um, I kind of don't get why. I did. I think I might have missed it. Did he like end up putting the batteries back into the ship? Yeah, she gave. Assumably, she gave him the batteries, right? No, she gave mm. him the ship. Yeah, that's why she kind of like blames herself. Yeah. He yeah. And he took the batteries, and I was kind of like, I didn't realize if you put the batteries back in, I'm like, oh, that was one of my problems, and then I kind of thought about it, but I was like, I don't understand why the thing would still have power. Yeah. But mm. regardless, that was pretty wild. That kind of set the tone for the whole mm. movie, like, okay, these monsters, like, they could kill really anyone, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, it seems and it's like also... pretty cool and well shot and mm -hmm. scary. Yeah, Straight really up, memorable. Scary. Yeah. yeah, and it's I think it's really good, like, foreshadowing for, like, you know, little kids are the hardest thing to control, especially if you're trying to make zero noise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, they're going to have a baby as soon as we, like, return back to them. It's like, oh, we'll see how that goes. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's get into that. We jumped forward, I think it was, like, a year or so after that. Yeah, it was, like, and... day 89 to, like, day 417. Yeah, and so we mm -hmm. see the family on, like, their little, like, farm compound mm -hmm. thing. We see them going throughout their daily activities we also see that Emily Blunt is pregnant, mm -hmm. which my first initial reaction was, how the hell do you allow that to happen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, and quietly. I, I, yeah, yep. This is the waterfall, uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if they had a nice little <laughs> picnic over by the waterfall. Yeah, they had a waterfall. <laughs> and it kind of plays in later in the movie. I can't, like, that would be like the last, I'd be so, that would be my biggest fear. Because obviously yeah. there's well, no Especially way after that opening. Yeah, I'm kind of just like, yeah. you know, maybe I'm done with kids for a while. Mm. Also, like, kids aren't – a baby's not going to be quiet. I So I don't – I mean, there's probably an endless amount of condoms around them, too. I don't think any of them are expired yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And those, those are also kind of loud. To too open, loud. So. Yeah, like the really chips are still on the shelf, so. <laughs> but, right. I, yeah, I, I – that that was really one of the things I was just like, come on. Like, that. I get it. You need it for, like, the plot, and it, it obviously spice mm. things up later, but – I just in real real life, I would have been like, I'm staying away from you for like mm -hmm. probably well, two like all these the, monsters are gone. I don't understand. They could have easily just like had this first scene been like 60 days, mm -hmm. right? And then this other part of the movie, like you know, like eight months after which, this happened, which, where she was pregnant yeah, before yeah. it happened, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. Because then it's like unavoidable. Like, oh shit! Like, mm -hmm. what are we gonna do? And they strike mm -hmm. me as a pretty religious family. You know, obviously you have the, mm -hmm. the scene where they're praying together. and So I don't think they're, like, the type of people who would, like, you know, have an abortion or do anything like that. So Yeah, and my reasoning always for it was, like, they lost their kids, so, like, they want to make up for it, have another kid, new one. But, yeah, it's also just, like, that's just logically, mm. what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so then we kind of see that uh, I think I think John Krasinski's character's name is Lee. We see I'm just gonna call him John Krasinski. We yeah, see John and I mean like I don't think they're named ever, right? Like mm. no one ever obviously no one you don't says really... anyone's name. Uh, yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was yeah. So John Krasinski, we see that he's down in his basement, and mm. as we kind of mentioned earlier, he is working on a new hearing aid for his daughter that's mm. trying to get one so she can be able to hear. 
I think they're I, so. I think they're kind of saying also that she's not like completely, completely deaf. She just doesn't have a no, functioning so, hearing. Aid. Um, a cochlear implant is when you are completely deaf, like you can't hear at mm. all. Okay. So it's yep. different from a um, a hearing aid, which is like to boost like some gotcha. hearing that you still have. Mm-hmm. So she is completely deaf if she has a cochlear implant. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it broke, and he's just like, oh, like I don't know how to fix this. This is why I need adults to yeah, yeah. drive me through. This sucks. So yeah, we see we see him down in the basement. We see him working on a, on a new implant for his daughter. We also see uh, some of the news clippings all around him. We see that he is also using Morse code to mm-hmm. try to transmit to anyone who yeah. will be able to hear him. Um, I love the newspaper clippings, by the way. Uh, so that's what I was going to kind of bring up. The, uh, one of the things I thought was a little strange is that, and you guys that you guys said it earlier, there were they say there was no they almost immediately gave up that there was no way to stop these creatures at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, bombs. I mean, it sounded like they were bombing the shit out of these creatures before. That wasn't working. Yeah. I don't think that they mentioned. Did they mention what? how? Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Was did gonna... They mentioned how long. Or how quickly all these people got wiped out? No, it doesn't say like no, everyone don't. dies. Obviously, I think a few weeks at least, because there's still mm-hmm. you know there's. So I think there's a newspaper clipping that says like that a comet hit Mexico, right? Okay. So let's let's assume alien. that's like the epicenter of, you know, the alien outbreak, and then they just like are killing people from there. I, I actually I actually missed the comment one, so I'm glad you just brought that up. That makes a little bit more sense. But no, okay, so yeah, so yeah, we have to go with aliens at this point. So it's yeah, understand. All right. Tomorrow, no, go ahead with uh, what you were going to say. Well, I was going to say, and maybe this doesn't make sense. I'm thinking about, it, but this like bombs are incredibly loud. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that like affect them or like hurt them in a sense? Because I feel like the their weakness was just like the loudness of those those. Uh, Implants. Mm. Is that what it was? Especially once she like puts it up to the speaker, it's like uh Yeah, the frequency that mm. it's like a dog, you know, like they can hear different like that. Yeah, like a, like the high oh, pitched okay. frequency. Yeah, I think is what what uh, kind of really did them in. Um, so gotcha. I think then after that, then after, obviously they're talking about um, obviously she's pregnant. They're also talking about how the daughter blames herself for what happened a year earlier with her brother um, and then She's we see that yep, and we see that the kids are playing Monopoly which is the scene we saw in all the trailers one of them mistakenly knock over the lantern and then we hear one of the monsters coming this is really our first um, contact with the monsters other than the brother in the beginning and everything sounds terrifying when these things come around like it just got and got up on the roof and it just sounded horrible. I I would not want to live a life going through that. I don't. No, I, I think like after a while, like when it's pretty clear, so you have to just be quiet. It's like um, uh, it seems like you die pretty quick. So yeah, maybe I think I probably like... would have been like we said. I think I would have been one of the ones to go almost. <laughs> um, so then after so then after that, we get to the part where they're splitting up. John Krasinski and his son are going out to go. Hunt. I, I don't remember exactly what they were doing. Collecting um, they were fish, going, I think. Collecting fish, yes. So they're going down by the river. The son, mm-hmm. terrified, doesn't want to go. I don't. He doesn't really like, fully trust his dad that he'll be okay. 
The daughter, however, wants to go, and um, John Hughes says no. Yes. Which I, I think because he's trying to give more attention to the son, and yeah. obviously, and plus, the whole like, thing. you know, the whole scenes like about how, like, how they can't hear you here, and it's mm-hmm. like it would have kind of been like shitty for her because she can't like hear the waterfall or any of that stuff. True. You know, so it's like it's more for him, and he was like way more afraid than she was. Mm-hmm. So he like wanted to show it, like, hey, we we can we can survive. Like, it sucks, no doubt, but there are other people with fires. So, you know, there's other yeah, she, people out here. Yeah, because she kind of just she dipped after that. She's like, you know, I'm out of here. Like, I'm gonna go yeah. walk around with all these monsters around. But that's also the kind of the first time where he get, he gives her the new hearing aid, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, the new implant, uh, which will obviously be key later. Right. Uh, but this also gives us the thing, the, the point I was trying to get through to talk about. This gives us the introduction to the nail on the stairs. Yeah, check off snail. And so, tomorrow you can probably lend a little more uh, thoughts on this, but that was one of the more intense builds up build ups to something in a movie where, you, like, you know it's gonna, it, you know it's gonna happen, but the build-up to it actually happening was so fucking intense and cringeworthy. Um, I thought that was re- I thought that was really well done, the whole thing with the nail. It's something as simple as a nail as well. Yeah, exactly. It kind of, like, feels like a, a an atomic bomb that, like, hasn't exploded, but, like, landed, and it's like, oh, fuck, when is that going to play out? <laughs> and then it just satisfyingly does, because she's, like, giving birth or whatever water breaks, and it's like... All right, all these things are starting to pile up. This is fucking crazy. Yeah, and she's like holding it together so well, and then she yeah. steps on a nail. It's just like that's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. so uh, John Krasinski and the son—they're out near the water. They decide that they're gonna start going back. The son kind of seems like they him and well him and the dad also talk. He's like she doesn't the daughter doesn't think that you love her anymore because of what happened, and that kind of hits John Krasinski. I don't think that he fully realized. Right. Um, that's how she felt, and then we get Junkers uh, and the son walking back, and they come into contact with a lady who, an old lady who is dead. Obviously, you have to assume that she was killed by one of the monsters. Yeah. And then we have the old man, who, we, as we saw in all the trailers, is kind of basically committing suicide at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. and kind of in a really, really big dick move. Just yells. Yeah, huge dick move. Yeah, I wanted to say something about that because, like, yes, please do. Plus, I mean, spoilers, obviously, if we're talking about the whole movie, but then John Krasinski does it later. Yeah. To me, like, a, someone yelling on screen, even though, like, <laughs> it makes sense in the world, that's like yeah. a deadly act. But to me, it's just like the least cinematic thing ever, and it's just like, mm-hmm. to me, it was just so lame. So, like, particularly when when uh, he does it later in the movie, it's just like. Couldn't you just pick up the axe and like fight it and make a bit of noise and have the same like? I would have thought it would have been even kids. cooler scene later if he just drops the axe. And just the sound of it hitting the ground is enough to like. Yeah, I mean, because it would have been like a cool slow mo scene. It hits the ground and then the creature like turns and that just kills him. You know. I don't know. Like, I thought he should have fought it out until the very end. <laughs> yeah, because at least he would have had some chance. <laughs> Yeah, but he could have at least, I don't know, done something. But the the scream in general to me was just like, oh my god, this is so lame. 
because <laughs> you could see you could see it on his face. He's like trying, you know, as an actor, he's just like giving it his all, and literally, literally just, like, like screaming to the point where he just doesn't have breath anymore. Yeah, uh, I kind of but agree that was it was then. a little bit of a of a it's an odd death. I I have to mm. agree. Um, I do. I want. I want to touch upon that scene in a second, but first, but obviously, we get we get the old guy kind of screaming, huge dick move. He could have just let them like run away or like mm -hmm. further away. He was just like, "I'm done. My wife's dead. Um, come get me." Uh, at the meantime, back in the house, we have. Did Emma? So, did Emma, when Emily Blunt's water broke? Is that when she stepped in the nail, or was it after that? It was like right before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Downstairs. I think to turn the lights from white to red. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So the water broke, and then or she was having contractions, or so she's going downstairs, steps on the nail. Um, you knew it was coming. It like the like I said, the build up to it, it works. And then once she finally stepped on it, I, I felt like I stepped on the nail. Like I just cringed in my seat. Yeah. It's just like the, mm -hmm. the thought of that, especially like you have to be quiet. So you can't even make a noise. Like you're having a baby. So that sucks. That's a whole bunch of pain. At the same time, you're nervous as hell because there's monsters running around. And then your daughter, who is like in her teenage years, all pissed off, is like out somewhere, and you have no idea where the hell she is. Mm -hmm. so I really feel for Emily Blunt in this movie because she kind of went through hell. Yeah. Yeah, but she was amazing. I yeah, I thought I thought her acting did really really well. Yeah, no, she's she's a fantastic fantastic actress. Um, I, I thought I thought she probably like acting wise was like the star of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, so we finally get that she runs down, she turns the lights on red, she's having this baby. Uh, I think at this point the daughter sees the lights are red, but also we have a bunch of monsters running around here. Um, John Krasinski and the son are finally making their way back to there. They see that the monsters are red, and then Emily Blunt gets up into the house and climbs into the tub where she is preparing to have this baby. Um, meanwhile, we have the two... I don't remember how... Uh, did did John Krasinski tell his son to, like, hide? Uh, to, I, do um, the, to do the rockets. To do the rockets, that's what it was. That's another thing that I thought was very smart that they put in there, that, like, you can see that if you're in that situation, that's what you would do, would yeah. set up some sort of distraction. Right, and a little reference mm -hmm. back to the kid who said the rockets are going to save us, yep. and take us away. Yeah. Yep. Call them the rockets instead of fireworks. I thought that was also pretty cool. So, the sun sets off the rockets. Meanwhile, John Stinson is trying to fight, make his way back to the house, and then we have the son hiding underneath the tractor. After that, and we have the other daughter um, still out there walking around. Mm -hmm. And so, John Stinson finally gets back to the house, and he's not sure what the hell happened to his wife because Emily Blunt I kind of just walked through this Emily, Emily Blunt was in the tub and then she also um, heard the monster coming up the stairs and that's kind of where we left off with her yep and the scream but covered up by the giant explosions was a, was a great yep. scene too yep mm -hmm. it's tough for me though because every time I see something like that I always think of the family guy where they were making fun of the Shawshank Redemption and Peter was hiding in the sewers and every time the warden was watching Friends and like the bang and the Friends theme song played, Peter Griffin would hit the pipes. Right. And for some reason, when I saw that scene, that's what I thought about. I don't know. <laughs> so, John Krasinski makes his way into the house. Uh, you see a lot of blood. He obviously you're left to believe that maybe the wife could have been killed. And then when he's looking around, 
uh, a hand pops up. Uh, I scared the shit out of myself. Yeah, that was actually the one <laughs> jump scare that I was like, okay, I can kind of. Like, it's at least real. Like, uh, she, like, probably was all fucked up and then saw him and just, like, could only, like, muster, like, putting her hand on the window. Mm-hmm. You know? Then we find out that, obviously, the baby was born. She's okay. The baby's okay. They have to make their way down to the it's in their barn it's underneath their barn correct yes. mm-hmm. they have to make their way down to their quiet room in the barn which it's I'll get into this uh, this is the part where my anxiety was kicking in with this movie because um, I, I have a I have a one year old daughter so like the thought of having to go through this is just fucking terrifying um, so they make their way over to the barn uh, the kids are still outside the kids eventually fall through little rice grain the little seed thing Um, and this is where we get the first look of where the frequency plays in with the implant because once they finally get out of there with the monster that jumped in to try to get them they get out and she starts adjusting her implant and we see the monster kind of freak out and that was like our first little breaks out of the silo yep so that's kind of obviously where we click and we're like, oh, okay. Uh, so that's going to play in later. Now we know it affects them somehow. Which I kind of was saying earlier, I'm a little surprised that nobody like in the government like that thought of that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, in high school... <laughs> sound... <laughs> no, no, go ahead, more. Oh, no, I was going to say, just like if they're, you know, they're attracted to sound, maybe try like, yeah, blowing their ears out or something. Or, yeah. Yeah, trying playing with some. With a huge frequency attracts them all and then mm. but opens them up enough and then they blow them all up. So mm-hmm. it's all in it's all in hindsight though, but that seems pretty smart. I'm surprised. I, that's why I questioned how quickly everybody was wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like something it's hard seems to like see. something that someone in the government could have figured out. Right. Um most of the thing I was wondering was like how popular the, the earth was because it seemed like that because there's that part where you see like all of his neighbors like the fires and then they don't later which to me I, I I didn't know how to read that if it was like they're all dead or I mean logically it's like the middle of the fucking night so they're not like looking out right. their you know windows um, or if they're just yeah trying to keep quiet and not attract tension or something um, but yeah it was like that was a that was a lot of neighbors <laughs> um, yeah Yep. Or like an empty world and assuming like the rest of the world is that level, it's like uh, there's actually probably a good amount of people still. Yeah. Well it's hard to like we don't know how many like aliens there are. You know. Mm-hmm. Like obviously they would have gone to the population centers if they're attracted to sound. So mm-hmm. we don't know where they are. I'm guessing like upstate New York because that's where it was filmed. Mm-hmm. So they could potentially be pretty far away from, like, any th- real cities. And that's why there's only, like, three yeah. aliens in the whole, like, area. Right. But, like, the city could be, like, totally overrun. Yeah. Like, you know. We just don't know, you know. There's just not enough info mm-hmm. for us to go on. Mm-hmm. So they finally, uh, John Krasinski and... and... Uh, Emily Blunt, they get down to the bar in the room that he was working on the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, she, oh, I'm sorry, she wakes up and realizes that she had the baby. Um, she's wondering where the baby is, and John tells her she's okay. And they look over, and they 
when before we before saw sorry i'm jumping all around we before saw they put the baby into like his little shoebox type yes. thing yeah which is this is where i'm like oh god like this that's terrible uh and putting yeah. it in with oxygen which in, obviously you got to do what you got to do at this point but i'm just like oh that's terrible yeah. but that's kind of mm-hmm. the things i liked about this movie <laughs> is that they realistically showed things you would have to do in that scenario and that's obviously yeah. you'd have to do access to and such yeah so there, the baby's okay. Survived being put in a box. Uh, John Krasinski's okay. He's gonna tell. He's telling her that he's gonna go out and look for the kids. Mm-hmm. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sit here and take a nap again." And so she falls back asleep, and then she wakes up, and half the basement is fucking flooded because there's a leaky pipe. Of course, um, this is where this is where anxiety reaches its peak, and we see that there is a monster in the goddamn basement with them. Um, the baby is starting to make some noise. Slash, the baby is like about to go underwater. Yeah. <laughs> just, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta put the mattress back when you leave. What was that? Yeah, yeah right? Come on, man. <laughs> um, to me, that was the scary. The scariest part was the monster going into the water, yeah. like slowly, like head first. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking of, like, that's kind of a thing in video games, like a, a, a trope. I feel like it's in. Um, What's the amnesia? There's like a level where you have to like go through water, but there's like this thing under. Anyway, it's like that was like the scariest part of amnesia, and to me that was also like the scariest part of this movie. It was like, okay, now it's underwater. Why are you going in the fucking water? Yeah, uh, it's gonna save the fun. baby. It's yeah. It's just, the entire thing is just it's just it's yeah. terrible. It's just like I do not want to deal with this at all ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, we see that Emily Blunt eventually gets the baby. The baby doesn't drown, and a noise distracts the monster, correct? Yeah, so they are... Let's see. She's under the waterfall. The monster's, like, right there, and then one of them makes a noise outside. Hmm. Which one? Yeah. Someone someone makes a noise. Yeah. So um, that monster goes flying back and then obviously we get back to the kids um they're being they run and they get into the car mm. with they get into the truck with the monster they're kind of being like stalked by the monster and we see John Krasinski come out and he has an axe yeah that was a really great scene too like the frame where you know he's in the you know like frame and then it like pans back a little bit and the monster's just right above him mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh shit <laughs> And so John Krasinski gets fucked up by that monster. <laughs> yeah. He gets yeah. tossed. Um, and we kind of really see how strong they are. Yeah. And meanwhile, the kid, in kind of like a very stereotypical like way in a movie, he just yells "Dad." Yeah. Although in that in that scenario, I'd probably just be under my breath, be like "Fuck." <laughs> Dad's dead. Yeah. Um. He yells "Dad," so the kid, so the monster sees where they are, and the monster's crawling over to them again. Um, and then this is where the scene we were just discussing comes up. John Krasinski stands up. We see that he's not fully dead, but he's pretty badly wounded. I would say he's probably mortally wounded, right? Yeah. Right. Expect, yeah, there's no hospitals. There's, they're not going to be able to just sell that <laughs> up. Um, and and very, what I thought was a very, very nice scene. I'm not a crier, but I was like, oh, I'd cry if I was a crier at this point. Uh, John Krasinski tells his two kids, but mainly his daughter, that I loved you, I always loved you, and this is where he does kind of the cheesy yell. Mm. Tomorrow's um, favorite part. I thought everything about that, even the I love you, like I love 
Honestly, that was so fucking cheesy. And maybe it was just John Krasinski. Um, I, I had like a really hard time separating him, not only from just himself as an as you know this guy from the office, this kind of goofy guy. It's like pretty funny person in in real life, and then also just him in the role of the director. I don't know why I was just like aware of it the whole time. Um, I was just like, he's directing himself to do this like really cheesy thing. <laughs> So um, I didn't. I went into it. I didn't even realize he was. Um, I, 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 I for some reason I'm usually pretty big on looking up who the director is before, but somehow I just completely missed that he was the director mm. until the movie was over. Yeah. Um, no, I do have to agree though. I kind of, I really ate up that scene where he tells, where he tells the daughter that he loves. But I do have to agree that, that yell. It's kind of like, and most other movies, I probably laugh at that point when he yelled. Mm. That's that's a funny way. It was to a go good up. idea for them to drop this audio out of it. Yeah, like, I, 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 I would agree. have been yeah. real bad if it's just him being like, ah. <laughs> yeah, and him just getting sliced up. Um, so then the son's like, all right, dad's dead. I'm at. Pulls the e brake. He goes down in the car, and then this is where Emily Blunt. She, I think she's back in the control room. She realizes what's going on, and she runs out with the kids, and she realizes that her husband's dead. Um, so they go back into the basement, and then the other things are just coming at them. Um, they get one comes into the basement. This is another scene where the anxiety was just fully cranked up. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we get Emily Blunt has a shotgun, and we have the daughter. When she gets down to the basement, she realized that her dad wasn't a dick. He was actually doing all these nice, really nice mm-hmm. things for her. And we get her adjusting the hearing aid again. And as we all know, uh, this is the weakness of the monsters. And when the hearing aid is fully cranked up, when she actually realized what it was doing, uh, the monster exposed kind of like like a flesh part underneath their armor. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously when Emily Blunt caps it. That thing went down like a sack of potatoes. That thing, you could tell that thing was her. Yeah. Um, and so this is part what I thought was the cheesiest part. They realize what's going on. They're all safe. They realize how they can beat them now. Mm. And then Emily Blunt just cocks the shotgun once, like she's it kind of Rambo. Me the end of like a Resident Evil movie. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me like the start of like a level in GTA where you're about to like, shoot out and just want to yeah. cock it. <laughs> then it just cuts to the credits. I initially thought it was just gonna be a mm-hmm. really dark ending. Like, yeah, I, they killed it, and really? then you see just, like, tons and tons of them coming to the house, and then that was it's going to be the end. Yeah, it was yeah I, was, I was thinking that, too, and I kind of hoped it was that, because yeah, at least it. they, it's like, kind of, they like, they have the ability to kill these things now. We don't need to know that, like, they are going to do it in, like, a badass manner. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like, like, it would have left it open-ended, but it's like, audiences. technically they could have made it. Yeah. Or they could have died because it's like also really iffy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like, like a test audience thing. Like, hmm. hey, Maybe. you know, like you make it seem like they win because like that's a huge yeah. Bummer. People like a happy ending. Yeah. So one of one of my biggest disappointments comes after actually this movie came out with the fact that they announced that there's going to be a sequel to this. Yeah, I don't want a sequel. Wait, they I, are? Yeah, unfortunately. Ah, uh, that's um, it's it's like kind of typical of Hollywood now though. That Mm-hmm. It's it was something like this. It was too good to just leave be, mm-hmm. and so oh yeah. So, yeah apparently, we're not like, it's not like we're getting get out too. We don't need a quiet place yeah. too. That's it's actually kind of, 
Uh, it's funny because I was just thinking when we were talking about the city thing about like, oh, what would happen in the city? I was I was like, that could be kind of a cool sequel, but at the same time, I don't want one. No, uh, like I just yeah. want this like little like small story about a family. I don't need to know what happened mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. Like the little hints in the yeah. background are enough. Like the only thing I would be oh semi cool with is if they just show like the initial outbreak and the things like when it first started happening Mm. i'd be okay with but yeah if they're doing just a sequel of just setting a different part of of this universe you're pretty much another one of those fires it's the same exact setting it's just what the next door neighbors were doing it's just like a (laughs) knock over a thing and it's fire lights and it's like oh no yeah Yeah, the kaczynski's over there making a shitload of noise i know (laughs) (laughs) from their perspective yeah uh, but yeah, if they do another sequel, it's really it has to basically be the same exact ending as this one, mm. or it's mm. going to be one where just everybody dies and they don't figure it out. Right. Um, so or, yeah, I guess the other option is like have it be like oh day six hundred. We know what stops these. Mm. How does it pan out from there? I don't know. Yeah. Day day six hundred. We figured it out, but now they movie. have shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now they've adapted. It's like in the vein of Resident Evil or like Underworld. Emily Blunt's just like taking them out like really crazily. Um, what did you guys think of the monster's design itself? Because I felt like it was it was a bit uh, unoriginal. I mean, it kind of it seemed like so much like the Demogorgon from Stranger yes. Things. It's yeah. the Demogorgon with the things. Cloverfield monster together. I, That's what yeah. I was thinking. I, I thought Debbie Gordon Cloverfield. Did you guys ever see Starship Troopers? Yeah. It kind of reminded. It kind of remind me of it those does aliens. Kind of, yeah, the legs. With like, yeah. With like the the razor mm-hmm. legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were fine. I like. I, I'm, I'm cool with the Demi Gorgon and Stranger Things. Um, mm. and with uh Cloverfield, that was fine. But I thought I thought the design was good. It wasn't like too crazy. But at the same time, it was still like a terrifying monster. Mm. So I mm. think. I, I liked it. I liked this. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I think we're gonna scary. for a while get like creatures inspired by the Demigorgon, just because that was like a pretty decently original monster for that mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's like, well, what are we gonna do now? Because like, obviously that's scary, <laughs> so we'll just slightly modify it for our movies. Right, we have the the monster of the decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So to kind of wrap it up, uh, let's, if you don't mind, let's do our scores. So I think I ended up giving it like, I'm gonna have to go back and listen, but I think I ended up giving like a 9.2 and 9.5. I'm, I'm, I'm very high. Really? On this movie. I thought this yeah, movie. That's quite high. I thought it is really high. I guess I can't go back and say something different because I think I, I can't go back. <laughs> um, I, I, regardless, I, I thought this my, I thought this movie was really, really well done other than like the few plot holes um i thought it was like a perfect timing at 90 minutes i think anything longer would have been too long mm. uh i i like john krasinski in it i i liked that final scene short of the yell with the daughter um, i liked how some of the attention to detail of things um so yeah i'm, I'm pretty high on this movie i i like this movie a lot all right it's more mm-hmm. thoughts so, yeah, I guess I didn't get into this until now, but my, so my main thoughts were basically, 
I don't know, knowing that it was John Krasinski's first, you know, is, is, this is his debut feature film. Well, it's the, it's and, the oh, he's directed other films? Yeah, he's, he's dir- he directed one, um, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a comedy uh, that I actually saw. It wasn't like, it wasn't oh, really? special. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, the, the Hideous Men. Yeah, brief mm. interviews <laughs> with Hideous Men. Yeah, yeah. Feature. I did see that. And then he did, actually, he did yeah. another one that was like a family comedy um, that wasn't too, too bad. Mm. It actually had, okay. it had, like, had Charlie Day in it. It had um, Anna Kendrick in it. So there was a, there was a few people that... You know, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I completely forgot about Hideous Men. with Hideous Men any good? Because it's one of What's my that? favorite Sorry, cut out. Oh, is a brief interview with Hideous Men any good? Because... Uh, yeah, actually, I was going to say, I, I so liked I was it. I curious as to how it translates. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, I never read the book, but I think uh, as far as like his films, I would probably put it ahead of uh, A Quiet Place. Right. It's a little bit more like, I don't know, a deeper concept in a way. Although, you know, monster movies are great. Um, but anyway, back to like my main point was just that it, this felt so much like a freshman film because like in film school, usually your first assignment is like make a black and white silent film and you know the visuals have to speak for it and you can't rely on dialogue um so this felt very much like an exercise and like hey i'm a director now and here's uh my movie and there was just there was just so many like visual cues that to me were like really predictable or or obvious or just like cliche um including that yeah that that the signage of like how do i kill these or even just yeah, some of the visual language as far as like, oh, this is how we're gonna reveal that she's like pregnant. It just felt like such an, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some of those shots to me were just like very predictable and kind of right. Yeah. You say it's like burnt out on stuff like that because of all the, all the freshman films you had to watch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just because I've watched so many like student films and things yeah. like that. But a lot of those visual cues were like tropes that I've seen before or just like obvious things like oh here's a calendar we know they've been alive for this long and you know things like that even though I mean obviously they have to do that to like keep the the audience uh, aware of like what's happened and what's going to happen and stuff but yeah yeah that was the main thing that bugged me it's tough because a lot of times like in movies they'll have like the opposite problem because you know they'll just have characters saying shit it's like why would you say that like mm. like realist like it wouldn't be like if the three of us were hanging out in real life and now that like you guys know each other I wouldn't be like well Dylan as you know Samora and I have been friends for years you know like right. you yeah, no. something like that you know <laughs> so they kind of had to do the similar thing because they couldn't, like, say anything in this movie mm, yeah. to, like, get the background info across. Whereas, like, in a movie where you can't say stuff, it would be better to have the stuff in the background. Like, yeah. it'd be, mm. like, a picture of me tomorrow in middle school, just, like, in the background. Right. Like, to me, that's almost, that. like, worse than, like... Because, like, I feel like with dialogue, you can write it in a more clever way or mm-hmm. just, like, have a moment that's more interesting I don't know even just like a look you know or like a laugh like to share a laugh over something that's like not that funny but you can tell it's an inside joke like I don't know those are just like like yeah just random examples before they get off the um, helicarrier in Civil War where they talk about the women they dated when they were oh, well, in yeah. the 40s <laughs> <laughs> right 
So even yeah. some, something like that to me is like just a bit more, I don't know, interesting than just like, oh, there's a, a clock on the wall. So we know whatever about this character. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would have. I don't know how they would have done in this movie, but I do. I do understand mm. what you're saying for sure. Right. Right. Um, but as far as the score, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think I'm. Uh, I want to say like six point five. Six point five. All right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, for me, um, I liked it quite a bit. I love horror movies, but. Um, if we're being honest, a lot of horror movies are awful. Like, mm-hmm. straight up just garbage. So when you mm-hmm. can find a good horror movie, I think that's something pretty special because for some reason the genre just breeds, like, laziness and non-originality. And I thought this was a really original, you know, concept, and the performances were very strong. Even by the kids, it was like, that's usually pretty hard. To get, like, mm. maybe it's because they don't have to speak much I don't know True, true. <laughs> um, I don't know how that helps but I liked a lot of the world building I liked um, the lights like I didn't see that coming at all I didn't understand I was just like oh this is very like pleasantly pleasant visually and mm-hmm. I was like oh this has a purpose later that's cool yeah that was really cool um, so for me this movie is an 8 out of 10 Cool. I think we got a full range here. Yeah, yeah I guess so we're all over the map. No, I think, uh, I, I guess that I, I would say Ace very high for me. Like a nine, I think I've only ranked, what, like Black Panther a nine? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm kind of like, I don't know, I, I was high in this, I'm still high in this movie, but eight, nine point five <laughs> is pretty high. Um, I, I guess if I, if I had to, uh, correct the score, I'd honestly, I'd still probably go like, probably like an 8.8. Mm-hmm. 8.9. I'm still like I said. I'm really high in this movie. I thought this was. Right, a, right. Um, I'm not huge into going to seeing horror movies, so I think that kind of plays into it. Where um, I went into this with like zero expectations, and I was mm-hmm. really pleasantly surprised by um, how 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 well it flowed. And I just thought it was, I guess, a perfect timing. Um, so like corrected score, I guess 8.8, 8.9. But I'm still <laughs> still really high. I'm still really high on it. So. Right. I was, like, thinking what it was, like, funny, like, recap it all, and you're like, oh, actually, I don't like this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, do you, like, talk about it all? <laughs> I set my score, and I was like, holy shit, that point, <laughs> five is really high. Very high. I mean, it also depends on how you score. Like, personally, I always, I'm, like, I don't know, painfully honest. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I like that movie a lot. I'll give it a seven and a half or something. Yep. No, I think uh, that's, that is good, though, to have, like, a range between the three of them, mm, you know? Yeah, like, totally. All right, so tomorrow fucking hated this movie, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, tomorrow. No, six, six is a positive rating. It's fresh. 6.5, yeah. uh, Brian gave it an 8, uh, and then I gave it an 8.9, in between an 8.9 and 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it's... IGN. Yeah, I think here. it's technically certified fresh from all of us. So. Oh yeah, um, I yeah. would definitely say like, it's fresh. I would say see it. And I think like a better like way of saying is like ranking it like see it or skip it. You know, like I think is, yeah. this is firmly in a see it. Like, yeah, I think this is like a definitely yeah. see it for me. Um, so. Yeah, there's the podcast, tons of memorable moments. Yeah, a podcast I like they just have two ratings is like worst uh, best movie ever, worst movie ever. <laughs> it's pretty much how I score things. So. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, man. All right, guys. It has been fun. Uh, Tamora, you definitely have to jump on more, I think, because I think we'll definitely need more of a review and a third party from where... We need, we need like, yeah. especially after Infinity War Part 2 to, like, bring Dylan and I back to Earth, probably. Yeah. As we're like, this is an 11 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my, yeah. <laughs> we get excited about Marvel movies. I don't know. <laughs> yes, we're very high on Marvel and superhero movies. Yeah. But... Um, I, I will gladly join you, <laughs> although I do not watch Marvel movies. Sadly. <laughs> you, you should <laughs> you go watch any of them. You should just watch Infinity War Part Two and then try try to give us a review. Did you guys see <laughs> Isle of Dogs? I haven't yet. I, I'm a big I'm a big uh, Wes Anderson fan, so I'm looking. I Sweet. Yeah, I, 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 so I, I, I would happily talk about that. I didn't want to see it, and I was like, "What? Does, oh, doesn't she love dogs? Yeah, she loves them mm. a lot." It was, so a whole was, aisle of them seems like it would be a yeah. cup of tea. I, I was a really big uh, Fantastic Fox fan, so I'm looking forward to him going back to the stop motion. So Actually, yeah. that's the only okay. one of his I haven't seen. It's very so. good. I recommend it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's idea. honestly like the best part of this new movie. Like The animation is so amazing. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Man, what, a, what a talented guy. I love Wes yeah. Anderson. Yeah. Talented boy. He was, he's, a, he's a good boy. Tamar, do you have uh, anything you want to plug? Any projects or anything that you want to bring up before we go? I don't know. Our own channel? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so hop on over to uh, Wicked Good Everything. That's where this yeah. is. Wow. Cool. <laughs> we can find uh, previous podcasts by us. Uh, we just did a summer movies preview. And then yes. after this, I think the next one we do is going to be Deadpool. Is that correct? Yes. I think, yeah. we're, I think we're going to take a Sunday off this week mm. since we're giving you a nice bonus episode. We worked so very hard on this. Yes. And, uh, and then we'll be back for Deadpool and then fucking Solo and then kind of the summer. Yeah, then, then all the rest of the movies. I don't think we're just going to do straight reviews throughout the summer. That'd be a lot. Nope. 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 Yeah, we're not going to go review Uncle Drew and like Mission Impossible stuff. <laughs> I actually, I think, I think our summer, I think we're after, I think I solo i think we're probably holding off until maybe ant-man since ant-man is mm. going to be so important to, to the, the, Avengers, yeah, so. the mcu yeah i don't think anyone wants to hear my review of jurassic world too. yeah unfortunately this is where we have to start using our brains to start coming up with topics so yeah. stay tuned to how long this podcast lasts <laughs> the top <laughs> the top five things we may have tried episodes yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Very sorry. all right guys <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's it. Uh, as usual, make sure you check out Wicked Good Everything on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to Brian and Dylan take on the world here on iTunes or YouTube, so make sure you stick around and do that, and make sure you stalk our channel and watch every single video we put out because we pretty much put out a video once a day, and it's pretty solid. Yeah, and send me pictures of ghosts on Twitter. Yes. Please. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right, All right this is